Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Hey, everybody, welcome to another show of Unstoppable, another edition of Unstoppable, this podcast. And um, so glad to have you guys here. Today's guest is Jason Rogers. He's a PA. He's a physician associate. I had to have him on because he's doing something I think that we need to talk about, we need to know about. We're going to talk about direct primary care. Jason, what's going on, man? Hey, not too much, man. Uh, Thank you for having me on here today. Man, I, I I think this is amazing, man. I wanted to jump right into it with my listeners, man. And describe what direct primary care is. This is going to blow your mind, guys. Um, direct primary care is, it's exactly what it sounds like, honestly. It's primary care that you go through directly to your provider. There's no insurance. Uh, there's no third-party administrators. There's no bureaucracies or policies or anything like that. And the result is we can set our own structure on how to do things. And okay. All right. each one of them is a little bit differently. Um, yeah. We want me to go through how the whole thing works. Well, I, I want to say, that I, I want to start, because I'm so excited. I want to slow uh, it down. I am too. So, so I, I don't have, to, okay, guys, we're talking about doctor's office and doctor's office visits. You know how a pain they can be, how much of a pain. If, if you don't have an in, you call the doctor's office and it's this, this is being recorded. August 31st, I might not get in till November. If you're lucky. Right. If I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have, you know, I just happen to have really good insurance. If I don't have great insurance, that's going to determine where I go. Yeah. They're going to pick which doctors are in your network and network. tell you um, all of the procedures and specialties. Uh, there's prior authorizations for everything. There's algorithms for everything. Wow. Um, yeah. We don't care about any of that. So with direct primary care, before he jumps in, I got to let you guys know, with direct primary care, we don't have to go through any of that and receive the best care, still receive the best care. And then Jason, Jason has opened up his own place. Jason is doing it and he's here to explain it. Okay, Jason. So I ran him through and then, and, and okay, I call you, <laughs> I, I, I call you and I don't have to wait two months to get in to see you. Most patients can see me same day. Wow. Uh, so the way the model works is it's a membership model. Okay. Uh, and with a membership model, I can have less patients and it completely changes the income and revenue of the practice. Okay. To, to me, the entire problem with the with the traditional system is the business of medicine. And it, it comes out in everything. Like um, the traditional system operates on a system called fee for service. Have you ever heard okay. that term before? Yes. You have. Okay. Yes. Um, the entire medical system is built on it and it has your revenue, uh, your overhead, your profits, um, as well as the actual cost of providing services to patients is all built into a single fee. Okay. And every time you walk into the doctor's office, you are charged a fee. So you get um, the cost for the doctor, the cost for the procedure, the cost of the lab test, everything is marked up. In a direct primary care, we separate the income from the services provided. So there's a split. And 
for me, it works as a membership. So I have a fixed monthly fee that covers my income, my profit, the overhead, everything like that. that that's and how I, you make money. through. That's how I make my money and it okay. is fixed. It doesn't change. Okay. Um, and then there's the services and the actual medicine I provide and I charge nothing for all of it. Wow. I can't say all of it. Some things cost way too much and I have to charge for it, but I don't charge to make money off of it. I charge to cover my costs, if that makes Got, sense. Gotcha. Um, okay. So my patients uh, for my practice can see me as many times as they want. There's no cap. Um, if you you could conceivably see me 30 times in a month, every single day, and it would still cost that one monthly fee. Okay. Um, because I have a small practice size in the traditional system to make your money, you have to see about 30 patients a day, every single day. And most providers are responsible for 3000 patients in order to provide that kind of volume each day. Okay. And I don't have to do any of that. I can, uh, if on a membership model, I can make the same amount of money I would make on the fee for service model with 3000 patients. I can make that with 200 patients. Wow. And wow. when you have 200 patients, it doesn't, there, there's no, volume problems you know you you call me i pick up the phone not a nurse not a, um you know not a staffing person it's it's me uh you know i respond to the messages and i don't get that many in a day so i can see you same day i can see you tomorrow you know i can follow up with you if i need to um i don't have to charge for things because i've already been paid through the membership and it's just a recurring thing and the whole goal was to remove the barriers of medicine. And I've talked about this before and with other people, um, it's, there's a lot of barriers in medicine. There's financial barriers, there's access barriers, there's education barriers. And by having somebody that you can talk to directly that you can get a hold of as easily as you get a hold of a family member or a friend, mm -hmm. it changes everything. You're and, right, there's, there's so many barriers. There's, there's, uh -huh. there's from classism, racism, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, and, and, and you know, fool around and don't have any insurance, you're, you're, you're not going to be seen. So, so we pay for the, your the membership service. Somebody has to pay for the prescription. Like, say you have to put somebody on blood pressure medicine. How do they pay for that? There's two ways of doing that. Uh -huh. So, I do encourage patients to have health insurance. Um, okay. The truth is, health insurance is originally designed to protect you from bankruptcy and debt. And gotcha. outside of that, it has lost its way. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I encourage patients to have insurance, but I encourage them to have low premium, high deductible plans with like $8,000, $10,000 deductibles, okay. um, those kinds of things that'll keep you out of bankruptcy. Okay. Uh, now, where I'm going with that is when you go to a pharmacy, you have two options. Um, the first option is you can use your insurance and you can apply it towards a deductible or you can pay cash. And with cash, you can typically get discounts on everything. Okay. And if they don't have to go through your insurance to get prior authorizations, they don't have to hire somebody to do that. You're always going to get things cheaper. And that's across the board. Um, imaging studies you can get for discounted rates in our area. And so in my area, I can get an MRI for 450 cash, same day, no questions asked versus um, using your insurance, which is $3,000 plus physical therapy, plus three months, plus prior authorization. Um, that doesn't make any it's sense. It's the difference. That's, that's crazy. 
That, that so, doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't I, make any I, sense I, at all. <laughs> no, no. I so, mean, you know, you and I talked about blood work. Share with my audience what we said about blood work. What 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 that, blood work really costs versus what you're being charged. Yeah. So, like we talked about the fee for service model. So, in the traditional system, um, if you were to call up your doctor and you needed to get a blood test, first you have to go in to see your doctor to get the orders, which is typically a hundred and $50 for the visit. Um, and he's going to do all, or she is going to do the blood test. You're going to follow up to another facility to get your blood drawn. And um, each one of those is marked up. And traditionally it'd be around $300 for all the blood tests, like a routine panel. Um, it depends on where you go. And then you have the follow-up visit. So that's another $150. So that's $300 for the visits. $300 for the blood test That's $600 in total. And the true price of those blood tests, if you scrap um, the fee for service system is $14 in blood tests, depending on what you get, maybe $19. Wow. Um, less than 20 bucks. Less, less than, 20, than 20, bucks. 20 bucks for a CBC, CMP lipid panel, thyroid panel, urinalysis panel, an A1C screen is like $19 tops. And for my practice, I would say it's routine panel, it's part of your membership, just go get it. And oh. I wouldn't charge a dime for it. And my patients, because I don't have to charge for a visit to make money, a lot of them will just text message me <laughs> wow. and just be like, hey, can I get some blood tests? Sure, go get it. And I'll even give you the results over the phone because I don't have to charge for it. So wow. wow. That's kind of what you get. Man, that's amazing, man. I, yeah. I don't know what went wrong in our healthcare system. I do. Um, yeah, okay, well, tell us what went wrong. Go ahead, tell us what went wrong, please. Uh, so originally the the health insurance was fine, honestly. It, it, was, it was designed, like we talked about, to protect people from bankruptcy and debt. As all the new specialties came out and everything um, started getting more and more expensive. I mean, in, like an MRI machine is a, is a $2 million machine. That's not cheap. And these things, insurance has a purpose. But if you think about it in the terms of homeowner's insurance or car insurance, when do you use that? Like you use it for catastrophic events. A tornado yeah. comes through, rips off your, your right. roof right. or a major accident and you need to replace the whole thing. Right. That's what it's for. But somewhere along the way, somebody decided that they wanted to use it to create networks and to create um, your everyday care, uh, you know, just going to your primary care and getting a prescription for antibiotics, they wanted you to use your insurance for everything. Wow! And that right there is when everything started to snowball and then politics and bureaucracies got in the way. And then um, here we are today. Yeah, so, yeah. Man, man, that's just and that's, a start. That's a, that's a start. That, that's a slippery slope, man. Slippery How, slope. It is, man. You know, I mean, it's it's the fact that you can't get in to have a yearly physical mm -hmm. or checkup. I remember playing sports, and anybody listening got kids that play soccer, football, and I played sports. You know, when I was coming up, you went and saw the school nurse, got your physical clear, clear to play. Now with my daughter taking my grant, they got you almost have to schedule your physical a year ahead of time. Yeah. Just for a routine physical. Yeah. And then when you do your your physical this year, 
you got to schedule a year in advance for your right. next one. Yeah. You're going to miss it. <laughs> Just a wellness check. And, and I think so many things, and I could be wrong, but I, I believe I'm right. So many things health-wise can be caught early, can be caught oh, yeah. up at the pass. Yeah, for sure. If we just could get in every six months. Yeah, and uh, so I had a, I've had whole talks on this concept of uh, like healthcare avoidance and um, barriers or medicine. Yeah. And a lot of people really struggle with the idea of, you know, taking time off of work, spending three hours in a waiting room of a doctor's office, getting to spend five or 10 minutes with them paying $200 for them to tell me you're fine. See you in six months. Right. And yeah, that's a huge turnoff. It's a huge turnoff. And a yeah. lot of patients will wait until they can't handle something anymore. And before they come in and I, I have a loss count of how many patients come to me and they say, I'm, I've been fine. I haven't seen a doctor in five years. And they're like, oh, but what's all these lumps on my neck? And they wind up <laughs> wow. having like stage four, stage five cancer that wow. could have been caught early, but they wow. couldn't, they couldn't make it in. They couldn't afford a visit and it wasn't worth it until they started to feel unwell for an extended period of time. And by that time it was like, yeah, yeah. I just said a mouthful, man, because <laughs> truthfully, I listen to my mom. I listen to anyone, anyone who says, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. You know, the day is a wash. The whole day is gone. Mm-hmm. And, and, for, and for a person who has to work, yeah. I can't take the day off to go to the doctor. And like you said, five years ago by. So I think, man, what you're doing is just is. is I've, I've had a few, a few patients who even in my system can't make it to me because of work situations. Yeah. So part of what I did was set up the ability to do mobile visits. And I, I do actually, house calls, house calls, house calls. Wow. So, um, so I also do, I have met patients at their work during their lunch break so that they didn't have to come into me. And, um, oh, Jess, I, this is amazing, man. This, <laughs> that, that, that's amazing. Hey, what are you doing for lunch? My doctor's stopping by. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That that's, that's amazing. That's uh, amazing. The last time um, I did that, I, I offered it, uh, a patient needed an injection. So I just kind of showed up and he came outside and, we set up a little sterile area and gave him a shot and said, okay, have fun at work and we'll talk later. Come on, man. That, man, that is, I, I thought, I thought the mobile pet grooming um, <laughs> bus was phenomenal. This yeah. is even greater. So how did you get into something like this and why, why, why? don't we why see do more of it? Um, I, I'm out here on the East coast. I've never even heard of this. Uh, tell me, Hold on. I'm in I'm in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Of, and most of the listeners know where I'm at. I'm in Jersey. So, I'm gonna pull up something for you and you might be pleasantly surprised. Okay. All right. So you are in New Jersey. Yeah. In New Jersey. There's New York. Here we go. New York and New Jersey. South Jersey to be specific. North Jersey and South Jersey are two different states. That's another uh, podcast for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, how far down south are we talking? I'm, I'm Trenton is central. I'm south of Trenton. Uh, okay. So I'm looking at a map here of direct primary cares, and there are a few in New Jersey. There's five in Trenton. Um, there's... Um, in Mount Laurel, Voorhees Township. Wow, uh, wow. Marlboro, Long Branch. 
I could send you the map if you're interested. Yeah, that, 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 that's how did, how did you get started in this? How did you I, how, how did you just say, how, is there a certification that you need? No. I, I, how does this uh, happen? So really what it was, what I was in the traditional system. I was working at a critical access hospital in California. Okay. And I was responsible for about 3,000 patients. I was seeing 25 to 30 patients a day. Um, my supervisors wanted me to see even more, and they were telling me that they were going to double book me. Um, all the patients started blurring together. Like you were just seeing so many so fast that you couldn't remember their names. You couldn't remember their histories. You're spending the first five minutes of the visit, just reading their charts and trying to remember who they are and what they're there for. Yeah. And, um, and I was spending like an eight hour shift. I was probably spending almost 12 hours every day and not just for seeing the patients, but to catch up on the paperwork. Um, my inbox was 400 to 500 messages long and patients just like you calling me for lab results or their MRI results or whatever. And I'm sitting there having to triage um, what I'm doing wow. and like, you know, who gets my attention first. And I had, <clears throat> I was running into a situation where I had so many patients, I was blocked out for about four months at a time. Like my calendar was completely blocked and and somebody comes in with a basic problem like a cough and if i were able to see this person every single day i could do things way differently than if i knew that i couldn't see them again for four months and all of a sudden patients are coming in oh my my, i'm having a bit of a cough well you're going home with antibiotics you're going home with a chest x-ray you've got phone numbers to the er and you got this this and this and like five different medications because I couldn't follow up with them. Wow. And I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like the idea of, I couldn't remember who I was talking to and their problems. I mean, when there's 3000 people, you can't remember right. who they are. Right. And I'm like, this isn't why I got into it. This isn't why I'm here. I, I'm here to make a personal relationship with people to, to help, to heal. Like there's a reason I'm here and yeah. spending and, and going through exhaustion and burnout um, just to keep my supervisor happy is not it. It was not the and reason. Yeah. It was not the reason. Yeah. And um, so I started uh, when my supervisor came up to me one day and said, we're going to start double booking you so we can see, <laughs> have you seen more patients? Um, that was the day that I was like, if I'm still here in three years, I'm quitting. And I had to make a choice. Um, So I started doing research and I'd never heard of direct primary care either. It's not a popular concept um, and it's a new concept. It only started about 10 years ago with like one guy Um, and it's been growing ever since. And, but I started out thinking about concierge medicine and I had heard of that, but that's still in the insurance system. So you still have a lot of the same problems with it. The only difference is you have a membership on top of it. So if you think about who can afford that, it's typically really well off people. Okay. Um, Right. And, but it still has a lot of the same problems that um, any traditional practice would, because they're still in the insurance systems. Okay. So I, I started talking to other doctors in the area and one of them, 
happened to be doing direct primary care and told me all about it. And that conversation just blew my mind. <laughs> it did. And, 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 and I, it, I have to say this, we talked about the pricing for the, for the well-to-do and that other concierge. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at your pricing, ladies and gentlemen, starlighthealth.com, starlighthealth.com. Your pricing is less than my gym membership. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It, it's phenomenal. And there's other practices that are even more affordable than me, wow. but <clears throat> you got to think about it. If my, if my membership or if my money comes from the membership, uh-huh. the lower my price, um, the more patients I require. And then I run into that issue of having too many patients again. Yeah. So how do so, you cap that? I will go back to your story, but how do you cap? I don't want, I don't want 3000 patients a month again. How is there a cap in your mind and your brain? Do you have a number where you in, say in my mind, I have not necessarily a number, but I have a scenario. Okay. Um, I want my patients to have access to me. Okay. And the moment my same day, next day, ability to see patients gets compromised, um, I'm capping my practice. Gotcha. And I believe based on um, where my practice is at now and how busy I am, I believe it should be somewhere around 200, 250, maybe. you know, I, there may come a point where I could see more if I hired a medical assistant and, you know, different kind of staff. And, yeah. um, but, you, but, of- I, but what the audience is hearing and what I'm hearing too, this is not about money. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, this is what we talk about in this unstoppable community. This is a, a, a burning desire and passion to make an impact in your community. Mm-hmm. Of course, money, you need money to make it work. You need money to live. But the you need fact, resources. You need and, resources. You need, but but the fact um, that you said if, if I can't see you next day, same day next day, um, I'm capping it off. You have a heart for this, man. You have a heart for it, brother. Well, I mean, I was a I was a patient first. Yeah. So. Wow. 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 I like that. I like that. I was um, a patient first. <laughs> and that's how I got into medicine in the first place. Yeah. I, I had a whole different track until college. And yeah. Um, I wound up, you know, having three major surgeries back to back and I got turfed to like 15 different doctors until one of them finally sat down and talked to me with an hour and figured everything out. Wow. And I'm like, that's what you need. You need someone to listen. And those guys that got 30 patients in a day and they're in and out in five minutes, they're not listening. They, they don't have time to research. They don't have time. If they don't know what's wrong with you right off the top of their head, they turf you to a specialist. Yeah. And sometimes patients need someone to, you know, advocate for them. And if I don't do it, who will? Now, let me say this. And, and folks listening, you guys know I, I pastor a church and amongst other things, right? So I know what it is to sometimes carry the burdens of other people. So mm. you're, you're doing this and, and you have your patients and, and when you're when you're doing it this up close and personal, you cannot help but sometimes stay up yeah. all night thinking about their tell you what, man. Oh sorry to interrupt you, but go ahead. I think I care about my patients' health more than they do. And yeah. I'm kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you gotta be careful not to care about their health more than you care about your own. Jordan Peter, I read a book by this author, Jordan Peterson. You guys may be familiar or not, but he, he talks about um, uh, 12, 12 different things you ought to think about in life. We, we will give our 
parents, our patients, our clients, we will take care of our pets better than we take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you have, it's just something that humans do. And so, you know, how, how do you balance all of that? I mean, you must have a phenomenal therapist yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I did at one point. Yes. <laughs> um, I think, you know, the biggest thing is, I mean, that's another reason why I wanted to be a business owner yeah. is I control my schedule and, okay. uh, you know, anybody who's an entrepreneur of any kind can tell you sometimes I just don't feel like doing it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of so, course. Um, you know, it's, it is nice right now when things are a little bit slower that I have time to, you know, go to the gym and, um, just kind of work on the, the mental side of things, which was a little difficult during COVID. That's for sure. Um, and so how, how do you handle, I'm one of your patients, you're on vacation. How do you handle that? Do you have a network? Do you have somebody that steps in for you? Do you have someone they can call you or, you know, so, are you, you know. So what I've done is I have a virtual platform that allows okay. patients to text me, email me, video chat me. And even when I'm on vacation, I have access to that. Okay. Um, I've basically told patients that even when I'm out of town, if there's something urgent, you'll be able to get a hold of me. Um, and then there's urgent cares if you need to get like I understand. an emergency. And that's why you um, tell them to carry insurance anyway. Yes. So they're... You know, I've had patients, for example, <clears throat> who got COVID and yeah. they got admitted to the hospital and yeah. yeah, you needed your insurance for that. They were in there right. for a whole week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've also had patient uh, who another patient that is going through this past two weeks had it. And because we were talking every single day, we were able to keep them out of the hospital. Gotcha. So, you know, a lot of times. So even when I was out of town, you know, I could send medication refills. Um, I have virtual access to them. To, I can step outside, make a quick phone call, you know, see what's going on, gauge what they need to do. Um, and I, I did that a lot. But okay. it's it's not that hard. And a lot of people can respect that you're out of town and okay. yeah. will... Um, you know, I put a little auto away thing that lets them know I'm out of town. If you absolutely need me, Here's my number, right? And and I'm available for it. And I, so. and I would think with a with a direct primary care service like this, I, I've seen you enough, and we have a relationship to say, you know, I've I've seen you enough to where I I really don't have to bother you when you're on vacation because yeah. I've been getting my oil changed every three thousand exactly. miles. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, I, I've had that's exactly the point too. Is yeah. when you have consistent care and you're being seen quick and early. Things don't usually snowball right. like that. Um, the what you'll really will be seen for is you know you fell and you broke your arm or something like that. Uh, yeah, you got you to urgent care for that, brother. You, you got to go to the ER. Care. Yeah, but, yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, the things that will prompt you to need to be seen immediately are things you're going to be need to be seen anyways, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whether I was there or not. Um, but you know, I've I've worked out ways that I can. You know, I, I carry a portable ultrasound in my bag and I can wow. sometimes wow. prevent even needing to go get an x-ray. Um, you know, I carry an EKG in my bag. Uh, so I've I've got access to a specialist system. Um, yeah. So there's a whole network of specialists yeah. that included at no charge to patients that I can present their case and get expert 
insights without having to do referrals. Yeah. So not all the time, but there's, there's two audiences we're talking to now that I know for a fact, right? One is there are people who would love this care guys. And, and if, if wherever you are, um, just, just look up direct primary care. Uh, if, I'm if, hoping if, it's the wave of the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he just mentioned quite a bit and quite a few in my South Jersey area. So there are patients, but, but go check out his website, starlighthealth.com, starlighthealth.com, right? And you'll see how it's laid out and how it's done. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are those who are in healthcare, my wife being one, mm-hmm. or who were frustrated just like you were. And... Um, Talk to them about having the courage to get involved with being a direct primary care provider while it's still kind of fresh out here before it gets. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's your chance to make medicine what you think it should be. Wow. And that that's how I feel about it. Like I'm, it's not just a frustration with the system. It's knowing that the system was built for profit and it's knowing that the system is wrong. And if yeah. you if you want it to be something else, the only way to do it is to build it yourself. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's that's kind of what I've been thinking about it. And it there's definitely hard parts about it. I mean, um, there's a substantial investment and I saved every penny that I made for like two years straight in order to fund it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an unknown model and COVID hit just as I was launching it. And, uh, you know, marketing has been a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but, you know, it is a chance to, to do what you, what you believe in and, and what you think is, is best for patients and for you and to change the system, to change wow. the game. Um, and, you know, I, I, my goals of the practice are, you know, not just myself, but hopefully to add more and more specialties as, as time goes on, as the practice grows to add a, a surgeon, add a, you know, a nutritionist and a physical therapist and those kinds of things like, yeah. and just include that, you know, like it, it's things that can help yeah. patients the most is getting in shape and having proper nutrition but people don't go to these things because it's a hundred and fifty dollars every time they go in for an hour. Yeah. And, you know, well, I have your ear now before I let you go. What would you tell the audience, this phenomenal, unstoppable audience? What, what is the most common thing or what, you know, what can we do now to help prevent some of the foolishness we might run into in the future? What could we be doing every day? every day is it is it eating different is it exercising is it you know what what could we be doing um it's gonna be a a very cliche answer but sometimes cliches are cliche for a reason um there's fundamentals to maintaining health the first one is um your diet and nutrition um physical exercise sleep you know mental health and stress um and then checking in for like silent diseases so things like getting routine blood work, getting your blood pressure checked, get, checking your blood sugars, things like that. Okay. Um, making sure you're getting full eight hours of sleep, making sure, like you said, that you take time for yourself yeah. every day yeah. for stress purposes, because stress can lead to heart attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, And I know it's not exactly a mind blowing answer, but it's, it's true. I mean, you take care of the basics. Yeah. Truth doesn't have to be mind blowing. Sometimes mm -hmm. we just need a reminder. Mm -hmm. Starlighthealth.com, everybody. Starlighthealth.com, direct primary care. Now, if you're out in Colorado, he's in Fort Collins. Yep. Colorado. Um, I'm going to send you a website here. It's called the DPC Mapper. Okay. You guys hear that? The DPC Mapper. Is that .com? Uh, so it's, um, that's what it's called. So uh, I just sent it to you in chat and okay. it's mapper.dpcfrontier.com. And that okay. will give you a map across the United States of all the direct primary cares that are listed. Guys, and, let me give that to you again. Let me give that to you again. It's mapper.dpcfrontier.com. Mapper. Dot D as in David, P as in Papa, C as in Charlie, frontier.com. It gives you a map of all the direct primary care facilities in the country, correct? Um, and the ones that have listed themselves on this. Yes. Okay. The ones that have so, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Could be one near you. This is the Could wave be. of the future. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. One of the things that makes us unstoppable is taking care of ourselves and make sure you take care of yourself. And this is affordable. I mean, your, your prices, man. Um, oh, let me ask you this. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. No, no, hit me. What's up? Um, like virtual, I, I, I guess, you know, somebody, cause somebody be a member or whatever. And, and have you, have you consult them virtually even, you know? Um, yes and no. Right. Uh, so, they do have to have a physical exam at some point. Sure. Right, um, right. You know, according to my contract that the lawyer wrote, at least once a year, you have to have a physical exam. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And you can do, you know, virtual visits. And I had a patient who went on a six month um, cross the country tour and was virtually talking to me the whole time okay. until they finally got back. Okay. Um, and that's what it's designed for. And then we were, okay. you know, I was able to see him. Right, right. But, uh, you know, things like checking lymph nodes and thyroids. and You, you got to be in person to do that. You got to be hands on. There, There's a time and a place for virtual. There's a time and a place for in person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and knowing the difference is part of my job. So. Starlighthealth.com, everybody. Jason, thank you so much for coming uh, and, yeah. and chatting with us here at the Unstoppable Podcast. And you really opened our eyes to some things. Hey, man, can I have you back? I'd love to have you back. I'd love to be back. Yeah, yeah. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Jason, is there an email that they can reach you? Or or you have a website? Well, your website is Starlight Health. Yeah, um, are you a, on LinkedIn or social media? Where are you? Where can they find you? I am on LinkedIn, Instagram. There's a Facebook group. Um, it's yeah, I'm I'm all over the place. Jason uh, Rogers, everybody. So if you're interested in starting something like this, if you're interested in finding something in your area, and um, just talk to Jason about it. Jason, thanks, man. Thanks for being part of the Unstoppable Community, guys. Appreciate thanks it. for listening. Uh, make sure you share this podcast with someone. Tell someone about it. Like and subscribe to this uh, Unstoppable Community. Wow.
That's right. Click it. Click below. My name is Ralph Grace. Hey, check out my website, Ralph at RalphGraceJr.com. If you want to join the Unstoppable community, you can. And uh, let's be unstoppable together. I'll see you guys next time. See you. Quick thing. Go ahead. What's up? Uh, uh, There is an email on the website, StarlightHealth.com, and also info at StarlightHealth.com. Info at StarlightHealth.com. My name is Ralph Graves. That's Jason Rogers. We'll see you next time. Have a good day. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week, we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the Unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.